Today, my guest is Bianca. She's been enjoying cannabis recreationally for a while, but when she started working in the industry, she thought it was time to have an open conversation about it with her Dominican mom. Let's get into it. My name is Bianca Blanche. I'm the host of That Bud Tender podcast. I am also a cannabis advocate and journalist. I live in LA. And in my household, we called our parents, mommy and daddy. So I first tried cannabis in the Dominican Republic when I was 16 back in high school, but I didn't start consuming regularly and recreationally until I was 19 in college living in New York at that point. My dad is Italian-American. He's a third-generation American. So there was never really a need for me to hide it or be ashamed of it because I knew he himself had consumed and was fine with it. My Dominican mother, on the other hand, had a really hard time with it. Um, she had a really hard time accepting what I was doing, that it was a part of my lifestyle. It didn't really come, it didn't really become a conversation until I was actually working in the cannabis industry as a bud tender back in 2015. So at that point, I was kind of forced to come out of the cannabis closet and have that conversation with her. My mom would be like, why do you do that? It's a gateway drug. You're going to ruin your life. My mom's never been high in her life. So she also has no idea what she's talking about or the experience itself. And I, I have to admit, it did put a wedge in our relationship for a couple of years because I was so passionate about what I was doing professionally. I wasn't willing to give that up. It was kind of like, I've been consuming cannabis this whole time and you had no idea. There's no point for you to be upset about it now. I'm still the same person. My mom finally came around and started to respond more positively when she herself got to experience the effects of CBD, which is a non-psychoactive component of the plant. So she now uses the topicals and uses it for pain management and enjoys that method. But I think giving her the facts and, and I think also knowing why I consume cannabis personally and being able to express that it made it digestible for her. And then at her actually experiencing it, um, I think it took away that stigma. <laughs> so I finally got my mom to try it, unfortunately, because she was in a lot of pain. She is a pastry chef in New York. So she spends majority of her days on her feet, super long hours. Her back it's not great. And these creams, these topicals, it was, it was in it was basically kind of a last resort for her because she personally doesn't like pharmaceuticals either. So I'm like, okay, if you're not going to go with Western medicine, I need to at least give you some alternative medicine, something that, you know, frankly, people have been practicing for centuries. After receiving relief from the CBD topicals, after all these years of being against cannabis and saying that it's a gateway drug and there's nothing medicinal about it, she was shocked. She was kind of like, you know, like the Dominican moms that kind of like, Mira, pero eso funciona. You know, like, I was like, what have I been telling you? <laughs> I'm my mom's dealer now. Oof. I cannot even imagine that conversation with my mom. Nope, won't do it. Can't do it. I refuse. 
But I know that as the public accepts cannabis, marijuana, and related products, more of us first gens might find ourselves in a conversation with our parents about our enjoyment of it and even possibly our employment in the cannabis industry. So to help us figure out how to broach the subject, I did what I always do. I called in an expert. My name is Khadija Adams. I am a business empowerment coach. I'm also an entrepreneur and a cannabis investor. I mainly practice within the cannabis, hemp, and CBD industries. So, Khadija, you heard Bianca's story. What did you hear when you heard it? Well, I heard something that's really similar that a lot of people face, and that is being able to tell your parents, especially when your parents are from um, a particular background or a particular time. It really is a very common storyline um, amongst many people because you have parents who come from a spiritual background um, and parents who um, grew up during the time of Reef of Madness. Reef of Madness was actually started by Harry Anslinger. He was our first drug czar. He actually attached cannabis to unsolved crimes and he attached either a black man or a Asian man or a Mexican man to that crime. Hearst, who owned the majority of the media, put out all kinds of flyers and then they made a movie called Reef of Madness. You can actually find it on YouTube. So um, a lot of, you know, cannabis consumers, they really have a hard time explaining it to their parents. So for someone who enjoys, you know, cannabis recreationally, what are some of the talking points that you would suggest that they start with if they if they want to have the conversation with with their parents or their family? The way that I would go about it is I would say, you know, mom and dad, what I found out about reefer madness really wasn't true at all. Here's the information that I found. Can you believe that we've been lied lied to all of these years and come to find out that cannabis was actually used long before aspirin um, and pretty much all the medicines had cannabis in it. Did you know that mom and dad? And kind of piqued their interest. So now it will have them wanting to do more research as well. So you know that parents have this mortal fear, <laughs> like that their child is going to be the one kid who dies from it. How do we assuage those terrors that our parents naturally have because of the misinformation that they've been dealt? Absolutely. And we do that by providing them with relevant information, factual information and statistical information, um, sharing with them that no one has ever died from cannabis. And, you know, you can't get addicted to cannabis cannabis. Ask them some thought-provoking questions like, can you imagine the many people who died from cancer and all these other um, serious diseases, and maybe cannabis could have helped them? At least made them more comfortable in the right. process. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. I have to ask you, how did your story happen? <laughs> well, first of all, I was very young when I first consumed cannabis. Um, and it is very controversial, my age. Um, and, and, and I'm very transparent about it. I was 11 years old when I began using cannabis. And believe it or not, 
It helped with my anxiety. And I didn't even know it helped with my anxiety. I was just being mischievous. I actually went into my mom's, <laughs> I went into my mom's room because I smelled, you know, the cannabis and it wasn't like the cigarette that she had smoked before. So <laughs> I said, okay, I'm going to try that. <laughs> and when she left, I did. I mean, she already had her little joints rolled up and everything. So I just grabbed one, you know, I mean, I was 11, you know, I actually didn't consume it regularly. I just tried it as a kid. And then when I became older, um, I actually began to consume cannabis and realize, you know, when I first got into the cannabis industry, um, which was in 2014, I'm originally from Sugarland, Texas. I actually sold everything I had except for my clothes, my computer, my cell phone, and my car. And I drove from Sugarland, Texas to Colorado to get into the industry. It was there that I began to learn and re-educate myself about cannabis. And I found out how medicinal it was. And I, it really changed my perspective because initially I was coming into the industry to get rich. Most people were like, okay, let's go and make money. And that's how I was, to be quite honest with you. But once I began meeting people with all types of ailments and I mean, it was just like, wow. So it kind of changed my perspective and said, okay, wait a minute. This is more than just money. This is about helping people, giving them alternatives that they can choose from. Cannabis can help in so many different ways. And so it just made me change my perspective. I have um, sort of like a social political question for you because for example, I grew up in the South Bronx in the 80s and 90s, where the crack epidemic and drug addiction really ravaged black and brown neighborhoods. And so a lot of people in my generation, in my parents' generation, have a really complex relationship um, with the notion of now cannabis being legalized, being in the open market, creating industry, creating investment opportunities. What's your advice for people who are wrestling with those kinds of tensions because of their lived experiences? Well, first of all, the first thing I want to share with them is that cannabis is totally different from cocaine or crack. Um, you know, crack mm -hmm. and cocaine is is also, you know, it's horrible. Um, it, it is a drug that can, you know, people can become addicted to, whereas cannabis is not, um, you know, can, if you have an addictive personality, of course, you can become addicted to anything. And so I actually just share with them to do your research and be diligent about your research. Don't believe what you read and what you hear and what you've heard, you know, but really take your time and do the research. And you'll find that a lot of people who have been consuming cannabis have either come away away from those hard drugs because cannabis has mm -hmm. helped them, okay? Mm -hmm. And some of them have never even turned to hard drugs from cannabis. It's not a gateway drug. So now let's imagine that someone wants to take the step that Bianca took, which is mm -hmm. that she wanted to become a professional in the field. How does that conversation go? Wow. And that's a doozy because, first of all, you know, we have to really convince them that cannabis is OK. But now we want to convince mm -hmm. them that we're going to be OK working in the cannabis industry. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you want to start out by, by sharing with your parents, what are you going to actually be doing in the industry, whether you're going to be touching the plant or not touching the plant? You know, you may be working in marketing or some other, you know, ancillary business. You may not even be in contact with the plant. And 
And so really share with them, you know, what it is exactly you're going to be doing and how you're going to be benefiting, not how much money you're going to be making, but who you're actually going to become by working in this industry. The cannabis industry um, is lacking in diversity, so we need more black and brown people to get involved, whether as business owners, entrepreneurs, investors, or employees. Every single vertical that is in traditional industry, you'll find over in the cannabis industry, such as advertising, marketing. If you're an attorney um, in traditional industry, how you can actually come into the cannabis industry, learn about the cannabis laws and actually start practicing and focusing in that specialty. Um, there's all types, um, like business coaches, for instance, um, we're prevalent now in the cannabis industry because it's so needed um, due to the lack of professionalism. And now now that we have more professionals coming in from traditional industry, um, when they call me for consultations, I actually like to find out what they're currently doing and how can we actually incorporate that into the cannabis space. All right. So Bianca got her mom to try the topical oils, right? Mm -hmm. Infused oils because her mom was having a lot of physical pain and that really helped. So can you give folks some advice about some of the ways um, that they can introduce the concept, the product, the usage uh, to their families and to their parents? Yes, absolutely. First, you want to start again, like I said, with research, bringing the education, bringing the educational materials to your parents and bring them samples of the product and share with them. Make sure you get the CBD that is all CBD, maybe an isolate with no um, THC and explain to them what is the difference between the THC and the cannabidiol or CBD um, and let them know that it's not psychoactive. And so many people have, you know, been helped with it and even produce, um, you know, some types of testimonials from other people who may be suffering from what they're suffering from. Khadija, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, let's recap what we learned from Khadija. Dispel the myths. Talk to your parents about how our understanding of marijuana products, the science behind them, as well as the decriminalization of it has influenced you and our society. Information without judgment is key here. Show, don't tell. If your parents are open to it, share topical or ingestible products that can help demystify the effects of CBD for example. And remember, encourage questions. Ask your parents what they want to know and give them truthful and factual information in ways that ease acceptance and dispel fear. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for sharing us. Thank you for the reviews that you've been leaving us. Leave some more. We love reading those. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of Lantigua Williams & Co. Virginia Lora produced this episode. Koji and Tashiro mixed it. Manuela Bedoya is our social media editor. Cedric Wilson is our lead producer. I'm the show's creator, Juleika Lantigua Williams. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy Papi. 
please, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Bye, everybody. Same place next week.